We celebrate you. Welcome to Lofty Heights Christian Center, a ministry that exists to raise kingdom influencers. As a church, we emphasize three things. The Word, the integrity of it and its ability to transform, the Holy Spirit, His power and demonstration of the same, and love. Love for God, for yourself, and for others. You are about to experience God's undiluted Word from God's servant. Get ready for a transformation. The topic for tonight is God of all possibilities. Our our um, anchor for the month is God of all possibilities, right? It is possible. Thank you. It is possible. Our anchor for the month is it is possible. And um, my objective tonight is just to, you know, um, thank you, Minister Omin, for that prayer session. It was just right out of the womb of the spirit and um tonight i just want us the holy spirit wants us to look at the word possibilities as it is from the realm of god possibilities you know sometimes we are tempted to look at the word possibility or possibility as a believer and associated with things things that are ephemeral things that we can see but God in this season desires that we as his children, we as kingdom influencers, we begin to see all that is possible in God as believers. And then we begin to look beyond the physical. You know, the Bible says that the things that are physical, the things that are that we can see, they are how 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 do I forget that now? They are ephemeral. They are they are, they are temporary. And the things that are not seen are eternal. Our faith is not one that we can see in the physical. Because the Bible says that um, we walk by faith and not by sight. So we, we first believe. We first see with the eyes of our spirit. And then we behold in the physical. So everything that we do as believers... It comes from the supernatural, and then we begin to see reality in the physical. So God wants us to, you know, he just wants to take us back to that place where we begin to do, we, we flow from the supernatural to the natural, and I trust him to help us tonight. Our key scripture is our anchor verse for the month, uh, Matthew chapter 19 from verse 26. Matthew 19:26 and I trust that we all know that by now. Okay. Media please help me. Help 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 my destiny. Thank you. <laughs> Matthew 19:26. Okay, I'll just read until maybe later. So Matthew 19:26 says, Jesus looked at at them and said, "No chance at all." If you think you can pull it all off by yourself, by chance, every chance in the world, if you trust God to do it. Please, can you give me NKJ or Amplified Classic, either of the two? Thank you. Um, yeah. So, but Jesus looked at them and said to them, with men, this is impossible. 
but with God, all things are possible. And if we look at that verse, if we look at the previous um, narrative before we got to that point, it was a young rich man walked up to Jesus and said, I have kept the law all my life. I have done everything right. So what else is left for me? And Jesus said, okay, you know what? Just go and sell everything and then come and follow me. And the Bible records that he left Jesus sober. Like, how? How do I have to lose everything? Just come and follow Jesus. And Jesus, and then the, the disciples asked Jesus, and Jesus said, with men it is impossible, but with God all things are possible. So before I go ahead, I want us to look at that word, possibilities. Because in that verse, God makes a comparison between what is possible with man and what is possible with God. Some things, and he was saying that for, I think in the previous verses as well, was where you said, it is easier for a camel to go through the hole the of a needle. You know how tiny that is? That it is easier for a camel to go through that than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God, meaning that it is not by power, it is not by might, but by the Spirit of God, by yielding to the Spirit of God, and then He will do that which is possible with you. So He said, I have yes, He said, God made a comparison between the realm of possibility with man and the realm of possibility with God. And we go back to the story of creation where. In the beginning, it was dark. There was, the earth was without form and void. And God said, let there be light. And after there was light, he created every other thing. Out of something seemingly nothing, out of darkness, every other thing came forth. And so we, we understand that God is the author of possibilities. Let's start with that. God is the author of possibilities. So you look at creation, you look at everything. And he also created man and said, now that I have done all of this, let us create man in my own image, after my own likeness. That they would, uh, you know, um, in, in the past two weeks, pastor has been teaching us about multiplying in our finances and all. And there was one thing he said on, on, the first, on, on the first Sunday of the month that when God created man, man was supposed to take over from, from where God stopped. God created everything. He created the trees. He created the water. He created the fishes. He created everything. But God isn't going to be the one to go and catch fish for us. He put us there to create every other thing. And if we look at our world today, in our image and our likeness of God, we still see darkness all over. It might not be in the gloom darkness of you switch off the lights and you not see. We see darkness penetrating into every sphere of life. Of life. And why? Because the devil is on his prowl looking for whom he may devour. When there is light, to devour will be hard. Because let's imagine um, uh, if you are in the wild, for example, and there's a lion 
The lion is not going to come and pounce on the prey when the prey is really alert. The lion will come and pounce on the prey when the prey is distracted. So darkness is all over. We see darkness filtering into the education space. We see darkness filtering into um, media. We see darkness everywhere. And we as children of light, just as the order of God in the beginning, when God said, let there be light. And we ourselves are also part of that light that came from the beginning. Because the Bible says, you are the light of this world. And it says, if you are the light of this world, you cannot be under the bushing. Your light won't shine. So it is time for us to rise and then shine that light into the darkness and speak for the light into the darkness that we see in our generation today. I said, so tonight we're just considering the realms of possibilities with God. And the Holy Spirit, you know, impressed upon my heart, I trust, that he wants us to see possibilities with him in how we can work with him to see an establishment of his will in our generation. Every believer, every child of God has that capacity. The Bible says in, I think it's, let me see, John 14, 12. If you can help me get the media, I would appreciate that. John 14, 12 says, he that believes in me, that was Jesus speaking. It says, he that believes in me, greater works than these he will do. Why? Because I go to my father. Greater works. For who? For those that believe in him. Who are those that believe in him? You and I. Every believer that believes in Jesus. Greater works than the one that Jesus did. If we have the capacity to do. So the realms of possibility with God is far much more than things. And that, I believe that was why Jesus was, was making that analogy in Matthew 19.26 that with God it is possible that a rich man will make heaven. It will be eternal. But with man, because why? The focus of man is on things. is on the things that are temporal. is on the things that are that don't worth anything in, in eternity. But the focus of God is far more, far reaching than the things that are temporal. So, so I will start with the word possibility. And according to the Cambridge Dictionary, the word possibility means a chance that something may happen or be true. So we can say, it's, there's a chance that I'll be rich tomorrow. And definitely I'm going to be rich tomorrow. So it's possible that I'll be rich tomorrow. <laughs> right? There's a chance that the lights in this hall can go off. The, there's a possibility that the lights can trip off. Possibility or not that it will happen right now. <laughs> there's a possibility, a possibility or a chance that something can happen. But then, we understand that when we look at the word of God... We 
the word was translated from several languages, Hebrew, Greek, and um, what other one? Help me. Okay. But so we look at, we have looked at the dictionary meaning of the word possibility. But, and I'm also going to consider the strong concordance meaning of the word possible as it was used in the Bible. So, according to the strong concordance, the word possible is called dynatos. And it means pro- properly, able. It is describing what is made possible because of the power slash ability exerted by the subject. Meaning the preeminent ability or power in something. So we have the similarities or the usage of the word possible to mean powerful, able, possible of things. So we see here that when we now go back to Matthew 19, 16, we now understand why he's saying it is not possible with man, but by the power of God. If we take that word and we replace it with the, with the synonyms that we have, by the power of God, it is possible. So, so that means that what is making it possible is by the power, the effect, the partnership that we have with God. And so, that means we explore the realms of possibility by all that we have in God. So, we go back to the beginning, like I said, man was created with the realm of possibility because man was created in the image and in the likeness of God. At the beginning of the year, God told us that um, it's our year of multiplication and we have our anchor scripture as Genesis 1.27, where the Bible was saying, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it. Why? Because we have the power of God at work in us. Remember I said, Genesis 1.26 said, let us make man in our own image, after our own likeness, after the order of God, he created us. We have the capacity, the innate ability of the God kind inside of us. But then what happened? We all understand. We all know what happened at um, the beginning. Adam and Eve messed messed us all up. They just messed us all up. Why? Imagine. We would have just been enjoying our life. Now, we are still enjoying our life in Christ, right? But Adam and Eve um, took us out of that state where we were to enjoy that realm with God. And, but Jesus came and brought us back into that. Hallelujah. Jesus came and brought us back into that original state that man fell. So, so why, why am I saying all of this? Why am I going to the story of the beginning? Why am I going to the story of um, how Adam and he fell and now coming back to Jesus? Because the only way, the only thing that would 
bring us into that place of possibility is our belief in God. Hebrews 11 says, says, He that comes to Christ, can you please help me with Hebrews 11 6? He that comes to Christ must believe that He is and is the rewarder of they that diligently seek Him. They that diligently seek Him. Yes. It says, For without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is and that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So, by unbelief, Adam and Eve fell short. And the only thing that brings us back now is by our belief. We have to undo what was done. And how do we do it? By believing. I, I, I remember speaking with someone in the course of uh, the weekend, and I was telling the person, I said, by believing, you, 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 it's like you're taking a walk hand in hand with Jesus. And there's a door, there's a wall of partition between you and the destination you're supposed to get to. And Jesus is the only way. If, if that door is like a screen, once they don't see your, Jesus by your side, the door won't even open. It won't respond to your fine face. It won't respond to how beautiful you are or how eloquent you are in your speech and all that. It won't respond to that. It will only respond to your partnership with Jesus. So our current state as son, um, media please, can I have Colossians 1, 13 to 14? Thank you. He says, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sin. He has delivered us. He has delivered us from the power of darkness. He has, another, another translation says, He has translated us. We were once on this side. He catapulted us by our belief from this side to the other side. He has translated us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. Now we are called sons because we believe. Now we are translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. What is the characteristics of the kingdom of light? Number one, possibility possibility, the things that happened from the beginning, where the earth was without form and void, and God was saying, let there be light, let there be this, let there be separation between the firmament of the earth and the waters. Everything that is possible in God is starts number one with our belief. Believe that God can do. Believe that with God, nothing shall be impossible. Believe that he has you. He's your father. And that's why the Bible refers to us as sons. So when you are a son, you know that what, what qualifies you as a son is because someone birthed you in the first place. It's because you have a father. 
in the first place. That's why you can say, son, or is my father. And if we, like, if we look at our earthly uh, realities, you say that if, if this person is not your son by birth, is your son by adoption, if you look at it, head or tail, you are still the son of God. Whether you're a female or you're a male, you are a son. He has translated us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. And now we are seated with Christ in the realm of God. We are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, our current state as sons leads us to a world of possibilities. Um, we read earlier John chapter 14 verse 12. It says, He who believes in me, greater... Was that, is that it? No. John 14, 12. Why am I reading sometimes? Sorry, it was my eyes. He says, truly I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. Greater works than this will he do because I am going to my father. Whoever believes in me, whoever is translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, greater works, greater works than this will he do. So, can we now even just, you know, consider the greater works. Consider the works that Jesus even did. And let's now look at what, what more can be greater. What more? That means that God expects, he, let's even look at it this way. God considers us, he considers us really, really highly. Is that not so amazing? That he looked at you and I. And it was like greater works than I did will you do. And the only thing that is required of you to do these greater works is to believe in me. And our, and our belief is not in the ephemeral things. It's not because, oh, I believe in Jesus and so I will be rich. The truth is you will be rich if you believe in Jesus or not. Because like we have learned in the past few weeks, wealth responds to principles. If you, even the Bible says that a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of, the hand, of your hands, so will poverty creep up on you like, like leprosy. <laughs> so, it, if you do not do the basic, like you want to be rich, you don't even have a job currently. I am not even looking for a job. It can happen by su the supernatural that somebody will call you and offer you a job. But if, if you don't even believe that it's going to happen, 99.999% is not going to happen. And then, you, are you going to blame God that that person, because I know nobody like that is here. Are you going to blame God that that particular person is poor? No, we can't blame God. In fact, if that person gets to heaven and God is like, look at what I had planned for you while you were on earth. Look at it. See, see how worthy you are supposed to be. But you refuse to action on the ideas that I gave you because of fear. You refuse to do the things you are required to do. And uh, you can't blame God for that. 
you, 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 the person has himself to blame. Because riches are not, money is not spent in heaven. Money is meant to be spent here on earth. So if you refuse to do it, when you get to heaven, yeah, you'll be fine. What you need wealth for is here to further the kingdom of God. To take care of yourself as a baby girl. <laughs> to take care of your family. Take care of your children. Take care of your parents. Um, the Bible also expects that we take care of the poor amongst us. Do all of that here on earth. The treasures it gives you is for here. But there is far much more. And God is, I believe, the desire and the heart of God in this season that his children will come up higher. That his children will come into that place. Like God thinks so highly of us. Jesus was living and he said, he that believes in me, greater works, greater works than I did. So I just have a few things that Jesus did here. Examples of the things that Jesus did. Jesus walked on water. His disciples were in the boats and they saw him walking on water. And Peter even Peter Peter is one very, very amazing apostle. He was like, If it is you, bid me come. And like you know, Pastor said, he responded to the word of God. Jesus said, Come. And even while Jesus was on earth, Peter walked on that same water that Jesus walked. Right? So we also have Jesus raised the dead. Jesus raised the dead. And we see it in our days today. Our fathers that are still with us, the likes of our, um, our father, Pastor Ia Deboye, Pastor David Oyedepo. We see testimonies of people walking in that order of raising the dead, healing the sick. Jesus raised the dead. And he's saying, greater works will you and I do. I, I, I desire that. I look forward to that. That time that I would also lay hands and people will rise. Like a dead, they will rise. And you know that apart from the literal raising the dead, God has given some of us gifts that... Somebody is in a seemingly dead situation and the advice you would give that person in that instance will jack the person back to life. Jesus healed the sick. The sick we have amongst us. You know, in um, uh, Mark 18, right? Mark 18, um, no, Mark 16, that was an error. Mark 16 from 18 to 20. And when Jesus was leaving and he said, um, go ye into all the words and, um, and he said to them from verse 15, he said, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel. Media, please help me. Mark. Okay, thank you. Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. But whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. 
In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And so after Jesus has spoken these things, he was taken up into, his, into heaven. That was his final word to the believers. He that believes in me, greater works. Remember, we are, we are still talking about greater works. Greater works will we do. We will cast out demons. We will speak in new tongues. We will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. God has said it. He will not undo what he has said. It is now left for us to walk in the reality of the things that are already spoken concerning us. When Jesus was here on earth, he said, it is written concerning me in the volume of the books to do your will, O God. It is written concerning you and I in the volume of these books also to do the will of God. He says, you will lay hands on the sick, they will recover. Most times, we let fear hold us back in working, from working in the reality of all that has been spoken concerning us in the scriptures. You know, when you, when you lay hands on the sick, for example, you're like, what if, what if this person <laughs> does not recover? What's your business? Are you the one healing the person? It is Jesus it is him at work in you, giving you the desires to do that which pleases you. It is not us in any way. Even in our believing, it is not us. The Bible says, I will take away the heart of stone and replace with a heart of flesh. So it was his work from the beginning. The work of salvation from the beginning to the end is the work of the Holy Spirit. It's not our work. It's not us doing the work. So that we believe that you and I are here today. That you and I desire to do the works of the Father. It is not us. It is the Holy Spirit. Because he desires that we will do it anyway. It says Jesus died also for our sins. Jesus raised disciples. And Jesus was also strong in conviction of what he was here to do. So, um, because of our time, I'll just go quickly to the next phase. It says, examples of those that walk in the realm of possibilities. Remember we said Hebrew chapter 11 verse 6. He that believes in God must believe that he is and is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Example of those who diligently sought God. Abraham, our father of faith. The story of Abraham is amazing. God told him at age 100, right, that he would have a son. Um, have it as Genesis chapter 18, verse 14. Genesis 18, 14. Okay. Genesis 18:14 says, "Is anything too hard for the Lord? 
at the appointed time I will return. About this time next year, Syria will have a son. That was God telling Abraham that he was going to have a son of promise. At a very old age, I think it's somewhere in Romans, where um, it was accounted, it was talking about Abraham, and it says, um, he did not consider the deadness of his body. Because when you look at it in medical terms, he was medical, medically, medically, it even says that men can reproduce up until an unlimited, up until they die, right? <laughs> up until this time, up until their old age. But for women, they can't after a particular age. Even in this our age now, we see that from 40s, 45, women are already getting into their menopause. But Sarah was 90. Abraham was 100. And in their old age, they bore a child. And God then said, okay, so give me this child. In human sense, it doesn't make sense. That God will request for the one. The one and only that he didn't even have. That he struggled all his life. Not like he struggled, but you, you know, he waited for that child of promise. And then God said, give me this particular one. Not the one from the, because God was specific. The one, the one you love, give me. But did God not make a provision? Has Abraham walked with God? God made a provision. Yeah, so uh, um, we can also, you know, go back home and check the whole of Hebrews chapter 11. It has a credential of people that walked with God. Enoch walked with God. Noah walked with God. Moses, you know, patriarchs of old, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, all of them, they are our worthy examples of things that are possible as we walk with God. And then we have Peter. You know why I, I, I love the example of Peter? If sometimes we think about, oh, okay, these people are people in the Old Testament. Abraham, Noah, Moses. We have the example of Peter. And we see the transition in the life of Peter. After Jesus died in, I think it was recorded in the book of John, that after Jesus died, Peter packed, he packed up and said, okay, let's just go back fishing. Let's just go enjoy our lives. He was, he was even on the sea with his boats when Jesus appeared and he gave them instruction, okay, you poor fishing, right? Okay, throw your, throw your nets into this deep. And they caught multitude of fish. And I think that was like jolting um, Peter back into reality that no, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be a fisher of men. And he left that and went to, and then that led us to the book of Acts when they were in the upper room and the, the, um, the ministry of the apostles started from there. We see from the beginning of the book of Acts after the empowerment of the spirit of God in the life of Peter, the first thing we see is that Peter won 3,000 souls in one day for Christ. Next, 5,000 souls. After that, we see amazing 
the, um, the shadow of Peter healing the sick, just the shadow of Peter. It was not Peter laying hands on them. It was recorded in Acts, please, if you can help us with that, Acts chapter 5 from the 15. Sorry. 15. Compose. Acts chapter 5 from the 15 to 16. That they brought their sick to the like a multitude. Let's, let's just imagine 5,000 people coming to Sars Drive and putting their sick on each side of the road just for Peter to walk and for his shadow to start healing the sick. Is it not amazing? The possible, he didn't lay hands on them. He didn't lay hands, not, not that he was laying hands on them. One, you received sight, you received it. It was his shadow. His shadow healed them, obviously by the power of the Spirit of God. But it was by the shadow of Peter, people were healed. The sick recovered. They were all healed. That last verse, in that verse 16 says, they were all healed. All. And if you look at the beginning, it says, also a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities of Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirit. And they were all healed. All. The realms of possibilities with God. As you walk with God. Um, one scripture that Ms. Amomi quoted as she was praying. Um, I think it's Corinthians, right? Where the Bible was saying, um, as we all behold as in the mirror, the glory of the Lord, we are transformed into the very same image. There was one day I was thinking about it. And this picture the Holy Spirit gave me was when you look at the mirror, what you see. Please, what do you see when you look at the mirror? You see yourself. But this scripture says, as we behold as in the mirror, the glory of the Lord. And it was the image of Jesus in that mirror. And the more you behold in that mirror, you are transformed into the very same image of Jesus that you are seeing. As we walk with him, as we walk with him, as we walk with him, he hasn't called the seed of Jacob to seek him in vain. He has not called you believers in vain. He has not called me a believer in vain. He has called us for a purpose. And the earlier we begin to rise into the higher calling of Christ. Our world is waiting on us. A generation is waiting on us. And then I go to the story of Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul's story is a tra transformational story. In the book of Acts, I, I missed that um, reference. Well, I can just quickly go to the book of Acts. If, we, if you go through the book of Acts from chapter 6, 7, 8, that was where the Bible actually introduced Paul into the scene. We see from when 
Paul was a rascal. Paul's story is so, is so interesting of what God can do with anyone that just believes. We see the story of Paul, of how Paul was a rascal, a radical for the devil. Paul was a radical for the devil. And what was he doing? He was hell-bent on killing everybody. Now, I was reading this story recently, and I was like, I'm sure Paul was maybe a child, and he had seen how the chief priests and the Pharisees and the scribes, how they, they um, persecuted Jesus. They, they were, I'm sure those people were like, Paul's model. Um, I'm not a Bible scholar up to that level, but I was just imagining that. How can somebody be this radical? It's most likely that he had seen examples of people before him, and so he was ready. Because if we look at the story of Stephen, when Stephen was stoned to death, the people that were stoning Stephen, they were dropping their jackets and everything for Paul. Hey, you, just hold it for us. We are coming. We are going to deal with this guy today. Maybe he believes in Jesus. We are going to deal with him. So, they, maybe they were sweating. Maybe it's probably, it was probably in winter also. Because the Bible records that they, they, they removed their jackets and they handed it to Paul. So, maybe they were sweating. They just needed... You know how it is too fighting in Nigeria? You... If you are wearing anything, you just... Some people said they are not even wearing anything. It's just their shirts. They just want to express themselves somehow. So they take off shirts. Oh, yeah, you yeah, are ready. Let's go there. <laughs> so they took off their shirts. And it was Paul on the standby for them. Don't worry. I'll, I'll tag your shirt for you. You, your name is Buki. Okay, let me put your name. No, you won't, I will not miss it. You, your name is Kunle. I'm going to have it there. So he, was, he held their shirts for them. And after that particular scenario, I think that thing even gingered him the more. And he went to the chief priest and said, give me authority. I'm going to handle all these people on your behalf. I'm going to kill them one after the other. So he went on that mission. And God knew that. This guy's energy is worthy of the kingdom. So he arrested him on time. And God arrested him on the journey to Damascus. And that was where the story of Paul started. God arrested him on the journey to Damascus. And from that encounter, the Holy Spirit took over immediately. And immediately, we, 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 the scripture records that Paul started preaching the gospel. And we even almost one-third of the New Testament was written by Paul. Paul, um, was it um, aprons from Paul also, was used to heal the sick, raise the dead. Amazing testimonies of what is possible in the life of a believer. You know, um, uh, is it Hebrews 12, verse 2, says that, 
since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, we are surrounded by all of these examples of what is possible with God. We are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. They are examples of the fact that if God could use Paul, he could use me. He can use me. He will use me. If it is possible with Paul, it is possible with me. If it is possible with Peter, it is possible with me. If it is possible with Philip, Stephen, it's possible with me. A lot happened. I can also, I can go on and on. The story of Philip, like, um, I think it was a while back, I was having a conversation um, of something that was on the internet. And someone posted and said that God had transported him supernaturally from, was it Nigeria to France or somewhere? But from a particular location, and people were like, oh, it's not possible. These pastors, they've come again. But even the Bible records it. Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch, God told him, go catch up with him and preach the gospel to him. And after he finished preaching, while immediately he baptized um, the Ethiopian eunuch, he disappeared immediately. The Bible has it recorded that the guy disappeared immediately. He was supernaturally transported to another location to, to, to do, um, fulfill another assignment. We have the story of Jesus in John. He, was, he got into the boat of Peter also and immediately he entered into the boat. They didn't see, the Bible did not record that the boat was paddled to the shore. The boat arrived at the shore. How? Supernatural transportation. The story of um, Elijah. Uh, we can go on and on of all that is possible. But the key thing that I want us to pick tonight is in believing that it is possible. Because if we do not believe, it can happen. If it does not enter the realm of your mind, it cannot come into reality. So, as I conclude tonight, how do you see those possibilities? How do you see these possibilities? How, how do we experience these possibilities that we've been talking about? The one and one and one and one most important thing is fellowship. Fellowship with the Father. Fellowship with the Spirit of God. In prayers, in consistent meditation on the Word, in fasting. All of these things is our fellowship. God will ask of things that in the natural, it might not be easy. But it is possible because as he's calling you deeper, he will ask you to fast. <laughs> One of my friends was telling me that God gave her an instruction to do like, is it not like 30 days or so, or 90 days or thereabouts? Yeah, we've even done 90 days here in, in, um, in Lofty Yard before. 
90 days food fast. I was like, ah, I'm following you from behind. <laughs> but your fellowship is the number one thing. You, you, you don't know, you can't know him if you don't fellowship with him. You can't enter the realms of that possibility if all you are doing is having a shopping list as some people will refer to it as that, um, Lord, I need a shoe. Let it be a Gucci. I don't, I don't know much of those things, <laughs> right? I don't know much of that. Uh, oh, okay, maybe, let me say, maybe for me, Lord, I just want to travel around the world, enjoy my life, be a baby girl, you know. He's, I'm God's baby girl. I'm somebody's baby girl too. <laughs> Let's just enjoy life. It will require of you much more than that. Lord, just give me a five-figure job. I'm okay. Let my children be good. Let me just be okay. He has not called us. He didn't even come to live his life for himself. So how do you think you receive the life of Jesus and you leave it for just you and your family? He might be calling you to disciple just your children, but let it be that you are in the center of God's will. You will see the realms of those possibilities because God might, be, might have called you as a mom and say, okay, your role is just disciple this child and this child is going to carry the gospel from here to the ends of the earth. You know that even that your, your role, discipling that child, is not just for you and that child. It is so that that child can fulfill his prophetic destiny of carrying the gospel to the ends of the earth. Um, John 14, 23. The first time I saw this scripture was in um, Assurance. And I was wowed. John 14, 23. It says, Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And please, can we all read this together? Can we just read it together, please? So that it's not only me that is seeing it. My father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. We will come to him and we will make our hope. Imagine making, uh-uh, oh God. Hey, we will make our home with him. Your fellowship with God, with God will bring you to this place where you can just catch, catch the heart of the father. You can feel his heart beats. He's saying, this is what I want you to do for me. And you can just say, yes, Lord, let's go. This well. And the next thing I have here is to enter this realm of possibility, we also need to be trained. We need to be trained for destiny. It's funny how most times we feel that when it comes to the things of God, we don't need training. But then we, we, we get trained even to walk in. You can't get to, we were still having that conversation yesterday, right? That you can't get to some positions without being trained. You can get by the bar and by, 
But you get to a level even in our regular lives that the only thing that will get you there is your training. You can't wake up and say you want to be a medical doctor and all you have is primary six. How? Even if God has said, my daughter, my daughter, I have ordained you as the healing balm himself. You will be a medical doctor to the nations. Yes, Lord, but you will still go through your training. The realms of, if we look at even the likes of the people we have talked about, Apostle Peter, Apostle Paul, they went through their training. When God supernaturally called Paul, he didn't just say, oh yeah, go. Paul still had to be schooled. We ask, and let me just use the opportunity to invite everybody to the next quote of, <laughs> to the next quote of um, membership class. If you have not registered, please register. It's, it's um, God is waiting for you there. And the entire faculty, we are waiting for you. That's the starting point. Please join membership class. Let's go back to, to, to. <laughs> right? It is time to be trained, believers. Get trained for destiny. Get trained to fulfill your call, your purpose. Not everybody will hold the mic to be a pastor, to be an apostle. But the truth is, every believer is called to do something. And in our training, we are put in the place of alignment. Training sometimes will prune you. You will feel like this person is too small to talk to me. In training, the, the weight of pride, flesh, those things will drop off as you get trained for destiny. It is important that we get trained to be aligned to that purpose for which God has created us. And that's why we are in the company of believers. That's why we come to church. Coming to church, we are trained for the faith. Church, my pastor in Nigeria would say, coming to church is a Bible school. Church is a Bible school. That's where we get schooled in the word of God. We should come for, if you are watching online, I am Regina. I'm looking forward to seeing you next week, next week Wednesday. <laughs> we should come and fellowship not just on Sundays. On Wednesdays, we come to be schooled in the word of God. The Bible said he has set the solitaries in family. What does it mean to be a part of family? If you look at your, our family, you see that in that family, there's a mother, there's a father, and their responsibility is to do what? Train up the child in the way of the Lord. The responsibility of a parent is to train. So that means if it is that important that we train a child, as a believer as well, we require training. You, that's why without training, 
you don't just see um, a babe waking up today and say, I am, excuse me, I'm going to be a pastor. Even if you have to be a pastor, you will still go through your training. And the last but not the least that I have here is service. If we look at all the examples that we have tonight, their place of expression was in the place of service. Service to God, service in the house of God, service to humanity. Serve. Even Jesus served. The Bible records that Jesus washed, he didn't have to. He washed the feet of his disciples. And Peter said, no, Jesus, you're not going to wash my feet. No. How can a whole Lord, my Lord, wash my feet? No, it's not possible. And Jesus said, if I don't wash your feet, you don't have a place in me. Because he is the example of service. He served even to the point of death. He served. This let's serve believers. Let us serve. In the place of our service, God has placed, you know, assignments. That's even the kingdom. That's the way the kingdom is structured. You don't rise from um, from how do I put it now? You don't rise from here to there without service in the kingdom. Even in our regular lives. You don't rise from here to there. You don't rise from, um, let's say, an associate to a CEO without service. You will serve the vision of the organization that you are part of. You will, at a point, you become a manager. At a point, you become a director. You start bringing in business. You are serving. Even though your goal is, one day I'm going to rise to CEO. But you don't rise from there to from here to there without service it's important that we serve in service we will be we would clash you 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 brush shoulder with someone or another that's the beauty of life if if everything goes smoothly i don't think there's a problem somewhere you are just not seeing it yet in service we will all you know in service you would the things that used to matter at some point it won't matter again because as you serve you begin to grow and some things will not just matter again and you know as i was you know thinking about this service i thought of um um the parable of the talent the bible records that the Bible records that we had, the master gave one five, the master gave one two, the master gave one one. In service, the one with five multiplied it. In service, the one with two multiplied it. But the one with one, because he decided not to serve with his talents, he buried it. And even the one he had was taken away from him. I, I trust God to help each and every one of us tonight. I pray that 
as we have learned the realms of possibility in God, we will yield our hearts to what God wants to do in and through us. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor gave me the privilege of, you know, anyone that has a question, that wants to ask a question, please feel free. I trust the Holy Spirit to help me. Uh, if, if the Holy Spirit, I know it can help me. <laughs> I know it will help me anyway. So if you have a question, feel free to ask as we uh, round up tonight. But Atunde, do you have a question? You don't have a question? <laughs> okay. Um, as in Lofty Heights, we always, you know, give people the opportunity to give their lives to Christ. Tonight we have heard the realms of possibilities with God, working with God, living a yielded life in partnership with God. But the starting point is in believing. So if you are watching me online and you do not have that relationship with Jesus, that's the starting point of an amazing, amazing life. You know, we have established tonight that it is not in the physical or in the material things. God is calling each and every one of his children into so much more. If you are listening to me tonight and you want to give your life to Jesus, please stay after me. Lord Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. And I believe that you died for me. You rose again and are alive in God. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. We trust God that this ministration blessed your life tremendously. Do share your testimony and experience with us by emailing us at hello at myloftyheightsglobal.org. For more life-transforming messages from our ministry, please visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also stay connected with us across our social media platforms at My Lofty Heights. To give to our ministry, please visit our website. We love you, we honor you, and we celebrate you.